everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Foodway series presented by Clean Our Plate of Isaac and Sunway. My name is Nicholas and I will be your host for today's episode. So this is the second episode discussing on what is zero waste. In this episode, we want to discuss what is zero waste from each person's point of view and whether they think that zero waste is a good solution or they might have another better solution in mind. So we also want to compare the level of zero waste knowledge between participants and evaluate the effectiveness of this solution. So before we begin, do follow our Spotify channel, uh, Walkie Talkie by Isaac and Sunway, to hear the first episode in case you missed it, and of this first episode of this Footway series. And also you can hear many other exciting podcasts presented by Isaac and Sunway in the Spotify channel that I mentioned before. So now we can begin, and before we begin, Let's have a brief introduction on everyone that are going to participate in this podcast. So firstly, we have a guest speaker uh, who is a zero-waste advocate here, exclusively joining us today. Can you please introduce yourself, please? Hi, everyone. Hi, Nicholas. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm Elena, a zero-waste advocate, sharing my sustainability journey on Instagram at zero-waste-my. I'm a trained economist working in managing a couple of sustainable development projects currently in Malaysia. Since starting my sustainability journey three years ago, I've learned a lot of things and I have been questioning everything I've learned um, up until you know, my university days and beyond. My very ambitious goal is to change the world by making people rethink their consumption decisions. I'm very excited to chat with all of you today. Okay, thank you, Luna. Uh, next up, we have Frito uh, volunteers from coming from different backgrounds. So can each one of you introduce yourself as well, please? Hello, my name is Athira. I am 18 years old and I am a first year economics student at University of Nottingham. Hello, my name is Sheng Yao. Um, I'm 21 years old. I'm currently studying in Monash University. Um, my majors are finance and business analytics. Hi everyone, my name is Joey. I am turning 20 years old this year. I'm a food science student from Monash University. Hi everyone, I'm Z. I'm turning 21 this year. I'm studying a medical bioscience in Monash University. Okay, I think that's everyone. So hi everyone, welcome to this podcast once again. And I think without further ado, we can move on to the first statement of this episode. So in the first statement, uh, where do you disagree? Do you agree or disagree on this statement? So the statement is, I am well informed about what zero waste is all about. So maybe we can start with Sonia. What do you think about this statement? I'm agreeing to this statement. The zero waste is mainly about our aim to send nothing to a landfill or an incineration plant. We reduce what we need, we reuse as much as we can, send a little to be recycled, and compose what we cannot. Zero waste comprises more than eliminating waste through recycling and reuse. It focuses on restructuring, production, and distribution systems to reduce waste in the zero waste system, material will be reused until the optimum level of consumption. Uh, same as Shen Yao, and also somewhat agree with this statement. 
uh, Sheng Yao have just mentioned that uh, in a zero waste system, material will be reused until the optimal level of consumption. Yeah, it is absolutely true. To add on, uh, zero waste is actually a set of principles that is focusing on waste prevention. It encourages the redesign of resource life cycle so that all the products are able to reuse or recycle. Zero waste system also follows the model of a cradle to cradle, to cradle as the materials or products will be recycled into a product at the end of their lives so that ultimately there is no waste. I would say I have the basic knowledge and information about what zero waste are, especially the food waste as uh, it is what this volunteering project focus on. But in other aspects of waste, I do not have uh, too much knowledge on that. So I would say I'm somewhat agree with this statement. Um, as a virtual volunteer for this food waste issue project, I'm happy to agree with the statement. But like uh, Ziyi said, I, I'm, I know more about uh, zero waste in terms of food issues, uh, the food waste issue, but um, besides that, not so much. But I think I'll just explain what exactly zero waste is. Uh, so the simple answer is a world where nothing is sent to landfills, incinerations, or the ocean. Um, the more complex description is to move to a circular economy where we write trash out of existence. Instead of discarding resources, we create a system where all resources can be resumed fully back into the system. Right. Uh, for me, I totally agree to what Zui, Atira, and Shengyao had shared. I agree to the statement whereby I'm well informed on the zero ways of what is it all about. So um, for me, um, it means that how we can actually maximize the usage of the product at every stage of its lifespan. So take, for example, after even if it's not uh, playable for a consumer use anymore, it can still um, go on its lifespan to something else without harming the environment or in fact the human health. So I would say that I'm lucky to understand these um, through social media awareness and also education. Seems like this is like an issue that is more prominent to be um, out for discussion right now. And also, in fact, the transparency in product making, such as, for example, in our product uh, clothing label, there are the sources whereby what materials are our clothes from. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm... Um, I agree with the with the comments um, that I, I agree that I um, am informed about the zero waste lifestyle. I've been practicing zero waste for the past three years, um, and I think um, the zero waste um, movement has been focusing a lot on individual action, um, applying the five R's of the zero waste, which is refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle, and rot. That is composting, and and some of these are very relevant to reducing or eliminating food waste. So for instance, like just drawing on some examples in my own life. Um, when I started practicing zero waste, I stopped buying things at the supermarket and instead I go to the, um, the main markets where you can get produce like fruits and vegetables um, loose instead of packaged in plastic. So therefore you can, you can select the amount that you need for what you're going to cook along the week. In that way, you minimize um, the food waste by taking only enough of what you know you can consume within that week. Um, another way that I think food waste is, um, another way that zero waste helps in terms of the food waste discussion is the composting part. Um, so whatever um, excess food that you, that you are not able to eat, for instance, like 
the peels of a mango or banana, or actually you can eat the peels of banana, but the peels of mangoes or um, durian, for instance, you can compost it. So I do think that um, I, am, I am very informed about the zero waste lifestyle beyond just food. I think this, the food discussion is newer to me, but I'm, I'm, very, um, I'm, I'm very excited to learn more about it in, in the years to come. Okay, thank you everyone for your response. So as I can see from everyone's response, I think everyone uh, agreed in the statement. So at least everyone here has like a basic knowledge or maybe more advanced knowledge about zero waste. So we can move on to the next statement, which saying now that everyone here knows what zero waste or yeah, have like better this understanding about zero waste. So second statement said, I believe that zero waste is a viable solution, meaning that zero waste can is actually like a good, it can be implemented, you can implement this uh, solution easily. Yeah. Can start with uh, Joey. All right, cool. So uh, yeah, it's really interesting and refreshing to hear Miss Elena's perspective just now. So towards this statement, I somewhat agree to it. However, uh, there is still lots of doubts for me in mind. So take, for example, Ms. Elena, uh, like the example that you gave on how you practice actually, for example, changing your habits, going to the market instead, uh, um, instead, right? But I was thinking more in terms of like the economical factor and the financial factor about how ready is the population actually taking on these steps? Because um, there are lots of developing nations that relies on this manufacturing industry as per se, or even like in terms of like our convenience ourselves as consumer. So to really go into that stage, to take part that zero waste is definitely a long journey process. And as well as the inheritance of culture and habits from generation to generation. So yes, definitely um, it is something, a right action that we can do. However, um, it is a long-term process so that we can start really, really small day by day. And that should be the progress. Great. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to hear all of those perspectives. Um, let me just share that I also agree that zero waste is part of the solution, um, but we need to. Ex but there are there are concerns and doubts as well in terms of the need to expand the zero waste principles um, into um, businesses and um, conglomerates as well. Uh, and this is something that Azira brought up earlier. How do we apply the principles of zero waste to design out the waste of, of products. Um, so I think that's something that businesses should learn to do because the onus is not just on individuals to practice zero waste, but also on um, the um, businesses. And I think I, I just wanted to address some of the comments that Joey mentioned on the economical and um, cultural factors that could prohibit someone, an individual, to practice zero waste. I think this is, uh, I, don't, I don't agree with these statements. For me, I um, have saved a lot of money by practicing a zero waste lifestyle. Going to the market is something that not only I do as, as, a, as, a, um, as a young person, <laughs> but my mother does it as well. And, her, and my grandmother had done it in the, in the 40s and 50s. So it, it, I think that's part of our culture to rather go to, uh, food uh, wet markets rather than shop at the supermarket. It's, it's up to us, the young generation, to continue on that tradition. And when you buy food at source, you are eliminating all of the 
profit-driven manu- manufacturers, for instance, or, or retailers um, like Village Dosa, Jaya Dosa, whose, um, whose owners are pretty much those who are already wealthy and hoard wealth rather than distribute wealth, or, or rather this is my theory. And if you shop at the market, at the wet market, you are more likely to support the farmers and you can increase their um, their economic empowerment as well by by uh, providing income to them. And more often than not, than not, when you shop at the um, wet market, you are buying produce from uh, women entrepreneurs, and that's something that I fully support to encourage um, women participation in the uh, economy. So I, I am very glad to have learned all of this through living my zero waste lifestyle. Um, and I think that is a, a, another way in which um, zero waste can help. Um, in terms of empowering, in terms of providing nutritious food on the table, um, as well as reducing uh, food waste. Um, and, and I had already shared previously how a zero waste lifestyle can um, reduce food waste, and that's by buying only what you need from the, from the wet market and um, composting the scraps. Um, for me, is zero waste the best solution to issues like global warming or climate change? I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Um, is it the best solution for the rising food waste issue? Then yes, I have to strongly agree as it is the only solution. Um, household practices such as zero waste do not put a halt to global warming. I mean, there's only so much an individual can do, I, I guess. Um, more initiative is needed by large corporations to truly achieve the desired results. However, uh, zero waste lifestyle practice by individuals influences um, all environmental areas by preventing resource extraction, um, reducing the amount of material sent to landfill or incineration, um, and reducing pollution from producing, transporting, um, or disposing of materials. Uh, thus proving zero waste is a viable solution in terms of the rising food waste issues rather than global warming or climate change. From what Atira has talked about, I support her views on zero waste movement. I'm somewhat agreed to this statement. There are some benefits when we are advocating zero waste strategy. Firstly, we can save money since waste is a sign of inefficiency. So the reduction of waste can reduce costs. Secondly, a zero waste strategy can make the production processes better and promoting environmental prevention strategies which we manage to take larger and more inventive steps. Besides that, it supports the goal of sustainability, like economic well-being, environmental protection, and also social well-being. And most importantly, this practice will consume lesser new raw materials, and there is no more waste materials being sent to landfills. Most of the wasted materials could either be reused or recycled or even used as a compost. Zoe, uh, I think you're mute. Sorry, sorry. Uh, same as all of them, I'm also somewhat agreed uh, with this statement. From what Shen Yao have said, 
uh, practicing zero waste has more benefits uh, than drawbacks and also mentioned that uh, by advocating waste, we can reduce costs and also protect the environment. To me, I believe that uh, zero waste is a viable solution to slow down pollution and climate change, but it will be definitely a long journey to achieve uh, zero waste and completely stop climate change because uh, it needs cooperation from all sectors. Uh, just like during this pandemic, uh, electronic gadgets are a must for us to work from home and then participate online classes and etc. The heavy usage of this product will cause it easily not function or uh, maybe spoiled. And then this scenario uh, will generate more waste as people will prefer buying a new one instead of uh, repair it because repair fees are not cheap and sometimes even expensive than buying a new one. And then besides, uh, most of the people will prefer staying at home and order delivery food during MCO period that cause more waste being created than before. And then uh, so uh, as a household, what can we do and what can we uh, try to control? And then um, I would say we can uh, slowly reduce the food waste in our daily routines and start cultivating composting as a habit and even try to prevent overbuying and just cook the enough portion for the three meals. Uh, other than that, um, we can also do our part to collect the recyclable items such as those plastic containers and then send it to the recycled spots. And then I believe that I will be able to at least uh, reduce waste slowly from the household aspect, but it really takes time for me to implement zero waste lifestyle. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that's very, um, that was a very useful discussion because um, I was very thrilled to, to hear all of you mention climate change in one way or, or another. And I thought that I would just want like to address that because there seem to be doubts that zero waste can actually um, help in mitigating against climate change. And I think that's something that um, should be addressed in this topic. Uh, reducing food waste um, is very important, especially for us in Malaysia, because 50% of our landfills are actually food waste. Food waste in landfills emit methane, which is a very potent greenhouse gas that contributes significantly to um, climate change, much more so than carbon dioxide. The more methane we release, the hotter the earth is going to get. So there is a, a real need for us to divert our food waste in, in, the manner that is, um, in a manner that is responsible. And that could include um, composting at home, or it could include lobbying the government or municipalities to have um, community gardens where you can compost or have industrial composting machines. Because what we are doing is simply not enough. 50% food waste is a, a terrible embarrassment. Um, and there, there are methods in which we um, should change our behavior if we if we can if we have the access to do so okay thank you Elena and thank you everyone for your response in this uh, st statement I think uh, in this statement we have more diverse answers which are really exciting to hear and moving on to the next statement uh, it gets a bit more personal so just now right we mentioned a lot about like the zero waste lifestyle and everything so in the next statement it says that it is very hard to implement zero waste in my daily routines. So what do you think about this Z? 
uh, I strongly agree with this statement. It is hard for me to completely practice zero waste, but I think I'm able to at least reduce the waste generated daily, especially the food waste itself. Uh, we can actually repurpose the vegetables and then fruit peels that is initially ended up in the landfill by composting. But for some other ways such as plastic bag, uh, it is still the most convenient packaging for people to buy the groceries and it is still not able to be replaced by any other recyclable items such as newspaper or plastic containers to bring back, uh, especially the meats uh, from the morning markets or supermarket. So uh, the only thing that we can do is to reduce waste produced daily by using biodegradable plastic instead of the traditional one and also reduce uh, buying product with multiple uh, refuse to buy uh, products with multiple layer of packaging. So I would say uh, it is hard for me to implement zero waste, but I think uh, for the reduced part, I can do it on my daily basis. For me, uh, I have a similar point of view as Lee as well, and I strongly agree that uh, somehow it's close to inevitable for my lifestyle to have zero waste here. So take for example, um, besides like uh, food, of course we already learned a lot as virtual volunteers about how we can repurpose those food waste. Um, in terms of like laundry systems, for example, the grease, the oil, and also like um, soaps, for example, um, in our usual household mechanism, those water usually flows into the drain and we require the external support of filter system to somehow make these water sources reusable again, right? On top of that, I would say that in this MCO period right now, it seems to be more inconvenient and in fact, we are not, um, not quite encouraged to go out as often. So a lot of like online deliveries come here and off. And that becomes a lot of like delivery packaging. So like a lot of parcels and like um, someone mentioned as well about like food delivery. So that helps on to like more packaging and like more waste. Yeah, however, what uh, we can do is always to reduce it. So for example, um, clothing, if it's like um, not uh, like maybe there's a hole or like there's always ways to like pass it down or like donate it out. And then for papers, we can always try to use uh, scrap papers or just digitalize things as much as possible. Yeah. Um, I would disagree that it's difficult for me. Um, I started my zero waste journey three years ago, but I live on my own. I don't live with a family that uses plastic, so I could um, have a lot of control over what I bring into my house, where I do my grocery shopping, and what presents I receive. Um, so I think I have to acknowledge that. And I live in a, in, a, um, in a city where there is a lot of access to zero waste stores. Um, I live in a city where there is access to wet markets um, that is near me. So I don't think that it's very difficult. Um, just to address the question on um, difficulty in buying, in, in taking, back packet, uh, taking back food from the market, um, I usually bring my own containers. So I, I usually shop at the same place um, every week so that the vendors know me and, um, and I make conversation with them so that when I bring my glass jars or my Tupperware, they are happy to refill in them rather than saying like, oh no, you can't do that. Um, so I think there is, um, it's, it's a beautiful way to rekindle those relationships within the community by, 
by bringing your own um by bringing your own packaging and sometimes when uh, when i went to the spice shop at my local market and i brought my own tupperware the um the lady at the stall was like oh this is really good because it can reduce the amount of packaging i have to buy so that saves cost for me i don't have to buy disposable packaging um and she said that she wished a lot more consumers were more considerate like me and i was like oh, okay thanks <laughs> that's really nice and that created this bond between us um but i also wanted to address the misconception of the term zero waste i think a lot of people feel that it means you know you don't produce any waste at all and that's certainly not true even for me i've been living this lifestyle for the past 3 years and i can't say that i've completely eliminated um the waste simply because we live in this environment which is which is a system that we don't have control over at this stage to change immediately so it it was it was difficult to start with especially because at the start of my journey i was influenced by zero by western zero waste influences and also malaysian ones who followed their philosophies in which you have to have zero waste and you have to keep your trash in a jar um it's something that i completely don't believe in i think that zero waste more embodies the concept of a circular economy and that's why it's zero it it embodies like a circular economy and striving to do the best we can rather than completely eliminating our waste um i think we should know which waste we can and can't recycle and do and pick the best one when we have the option but acknowledging um that not a lot of people have that option is also important because it is a lifestyle that is quite privileged and we don't address that often enough um in my opinion i believe it's partially difficult to maintain zero waste completely um like z enjoy said just now um in terms of food waste uh i think we've covered we've covered slightly covered that aspect but uh, a zero waste lifestyle stretches further than simply eliminating food waste um it requires us to practice the five r's like miss lena said just now um which are refusing what you don't need such as single use plastic reducing what you do need um such as stop buying new clothes um reusing and repurposing items and recycling only what can't be eliminated um by the first three r's um as certain products have a relatively short lifespan it would be recommended to stop purchasing the items that lead to plant obsolescence um uh, plant obsolescence it's it's a corporate gimmick that tricks consumers to spend more on a product though it holds a shorter shelf life uh the conception of these products would hinder the process um of reduction so i've got to somewhat agree with the statement through habit the task may get easier however the process to ensure that i leave uh i, I live a complete zero waste routine might require a longer period of time i have a similar idea with athira um i am somewhat agreed to that statement the zero waste lifestyle is aiming to send nothing to landfills so we are going to focus on what miss elena and athira have explained about the 5r concept starting with refuse what i don't need then reduce what i do need reuse by using second hand things then we can only do the recycle part in the end we are going to compose what is left so the implementation of zero waste in my daily routines are not going to be 
that easy at the starting point as I have to change my buying habits. So um, what can I do is start to do the first three hours to make things go smoother. Thank you. All right, uh, thank you everyone for your amazing response for this statement as well. And I also like to appreciate what Ms. Elena said uh, about the misconception of zero waste lifestyle. So even I'm one of the people that like thought that zero waste lifestyle means that you, you can't produce one, not even one waste. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's quite impossible for us, especially as a human. I don't think that, <clears throat> sorry, uh, no one can produce uh, zero waste. So yeah, that's like really like what I learned from this statement. So yeah, maybe we can move on to the next statement. <clears throat> so the next statement said that by 2025, SDG 12.3 can be achieved with zero waste lifestyle. So in case that um, some of you here are not really aware what SDG 12 and all that. So SDG 12 itself says about sustainable consumption and production. So under SDG 12.3, they're aiming to that to half per capita global food waste at the retail and consumer levels. Uh, do you agree or disagree whether on by 2025, which is five earlier than the, uh, the, in the initial goal, that SDG 12.3 can be achieved with zero waste lifestyle? So maybe we can start by seeing how Atiyah respond to this. Um, for me, if everyone to, were to practice a zero waste lifestyle, I believe that the goal can be met. Um, and zero waste implies that individuals are to reduce their waste somewhat entirely. The goal would be met according to the given time frame. However, if the general public were to live a lifestyle that indulged in purchasing and using more than necessary, this might become a bump on the road. So I strongly agree that practicing a zero waste lifestyle can help us achieve the goal by 2025. Having some different views from Athira, that I'm not confident that zero waste, zero waste lifestyle can achieve the SDG 12.3 by 2025, which is a little bit earlier than the initial goal. So I'm somewhat disagree to this statement. To achieve SDG 12.3, every country, company, and individual has a role to play. As of September 2020, countries and regional locks representing approximately 50% of the world's population have set specific targets in line with SDG 12.3. It means that individuals zero waste lifestyle is not easy to make the goal achieve, especially it's less than five years to go. However, we can start with the little steps on our daily life to make things happen in the long run. Right, so um, as of me, definitely, because uh, definitely I somewhat agree to this statement and looking at SDG, the Sustainable Development Goals, it is a goal um, how that like every every nation is has placed a responsibility towards it. And at the end of the day, it comes down to individuals like you and I, right? So for me, I feel that like um, as human beings, consumption of food and as well as like eating is somewhat a, it is it's not so much, it is a daily routine. So what I'm saying is that like with the awareness of like 
cooking more often and knowing that where are the sources and the food ingredients come from, uh, that actually increases the awareness of people. So by practicing um, zero food waste lifestyle, starting from the food itself, like a lot of examples that Zee had gave, food composting and how to repurpose it. So I guess that it is a positive view to say that like the goal is somewhat achievable by 2025. Yeah. Well, I have the same point of view with Atira and Joey. I'm also somewhat agree with this statement. I think that uh, there is always a hope in everything. I think this SDG goals 12.3 can be achieved by 2025 if all of us start to reduce food waste on our daily basis and also manage to repurpose the food waste that is generated uh, unavoidably, uh, maybe using the method of composting. And then <clears throat> I think, um, course we can't control uh, the industrial part and then uh, the man manufacturing part. So what can we do is only uh, as a household and then uh, we just try to reduce the food waste or even other ways in our daily routines. Yeah, um, sadly, I also have to disagree with the comment that a zero waste lifestyle can help us achieve the SDG 12.3 by 2025, which is five years earlier than planned. I'm not an expert um, and I, I can't really comment that much that leading a zero waste lifestyle will for sure help us or not help us achieve goal SDG 12.3. Um, as individual consumers, we are only a part of the solution and a part of the problem. We have to acknowledge that the responsibility to reduce food waste falls on two segments of the, of the economy. As Nicholas um, rightly pointed out, SDG 12 itself talks about um, sustainable production and that onus is on the businesses and sustainable consumption where the onus on us as individuals. So we as individual consumers have a part of the responsibility, but not all of it. Um, an individual zero-waste lifestyle, of course, um, is a step in the right direction, but we must also lobby companies um, to use less um, packaging in their, um, in their products, to waste less materials, to utilize resources properly, and we must also lobby governments to regulate waste. Because in 2016, 13.8% of food waste was lost in the supply chain before it even reached our plate. Um, so that's along the supply chain of business rather than the supply chain of consumers. So we can achieve this goal if businesses are committed to sustainable production. Then we can have a better options and better choices when we do our shopping. Um, however, we, we do have a role to play. We have to tell businesses what type of packaging we would like to see or not at all, or no packaging at all. So for example, um, in 2018, when I first started my zero waste journey, I used to, I, I started shopping at the um, wet market rather than the supermarket um, near my house. So, um, but then one day I was, one week I was really ill and I went to the supermarket to get um, some food. Um, and I was really depressed because I couldn't find anything that was package free. And all I could find was like some tinned food and maybe a, a banana, <laughs> like a banana, um, a, a big bunch of bananas. Um, so it was very, it was uh, very difficult. But fast forward three years, like when I went to the supermarket last week, 
I saw that there was an array of um, vegetables and produce that you can buy package free. So, so there is progress because, because we as, as um, con conscious consumers have told um, grocery stores that we don't want plastic anymore. We want to see loose um, vegetables and fruit. We don't want to see uh, food that's suffocated in plastic. So I, I do believe that change is imminent and we must keep raising our voices um, about this. But I also um, have seen a bit of a change in consumer um, behavior over the past few, over the past year because of the pandemic. Um, and therefore, that's why I kind of disagree with the comment that we can reach um, uh, a more ambitious target by 2025 with regards to SDG 12.3. I think people are very um, cautious about the COVID-19 virus. And um, we think that it's safer to purchase our food wrapped in plastic um, because uh, it would help contain, uh, prevent us from consuming and being infected. So I, I think that is, that is a huge challenge, which we don't know if we can see our way out of in the next year. Um, so I think it's, it's really too ambitious to say that we would achieve this goal by um, 2025. All right, thank you, um, Selena, and everyone else for your responding the statement. And again, yeah, I'm quite surprised on that uh, everyone. Some everyone said that like it could be achievable, but like Miss Selena also said that like it might it might be too early for to say this. But yeah, again, it all yeah we just we're just hoping for the best. And I think we as an individual, we you don't really like we we're really like a small part. But like in a way, if we have we can actually contribute to this uh, zero waste lifestyle and everything else. I think we can actually make a huge impact and surprise everyone else. So yeah, uh, lastly, before we actually end the session, I want to have a bit of a conclusion. So maybe we can uh, have a recap on what we have learned in this discussion, or maybe you can also complement someone's answer in a particular statement. You can also like provide suggestion to anyone that's going to hear this podcast so we can start with uh, Tira. Uh, to me, zero waste isn't entirely an easy practice. Uh, some aspects of it tend to be an expensive endeavor. Uh, some recyclable and green products tend to be higher priced, but listening to what uh, Ms. Lena had said on how a large amount of us go to supermarkets rather than wet markets, it really made me think like, yeah, that's true. Maybe our perspective on how a zero waste lifestyle is an expensive endeavor is because we depend on profit driven supermarkets that sell products for higher prices. Um, for zero waste to be achievable by all, it should be a, an affordable practice. Um, but I think how the way some of us think, oh, maybe zero waste lifestyle is a privileged practice. I think what's privileged about it is how far uh, and how quickly we can progress towards these ideals in, practic in practical terms. Um, for some of us, we have a choice where to buy our things, you know, we have a choice to go to um, these zero waste um, stores and whatsoever. And some, maybe some middle lower class, they don't have that choice. So um, um, I think as an individual who is aware of the issue and the solution to the issue, I'm responsible to spread awareness on the matter. Um, without the masses being aware of how to properly maneuver around zero waste, they would be unable to reduce their scraps. Um, so yeah, I believe anyone can subscribe to the ideas of a sustainable lifestyle. It's just a matter of how fast can we get to that goal. I managed to enhance 
my knowledge after joining this podcast about zero waste, especially the sharing from Ms. Elena about her experience in zero waste journey. I think that behavior change is a central factor and it is necessary for shifting to more sustainable waste management. Going zero waste won't happen overnight, but with a few changes in our daily routine, the outcome will be phenomenal. So what we can do is taking the initiative to start changing today. Mm, same as uh, Sheng Yao, I think I've learned a lot uh, from Miss Elena, especially the misconception of the zero waste thing, because I really think that zero waste is really zero. And um, I think uh, as a household, like uh, just I have mentioned before, like we, we reduce the waste we produce daily and then we practice the composting, uh, maybe uh, influence our friends, relatives and maybe neighbors to do the same thing. And then um, your small action seems nothing to you, but uh, I think day to day, year to year, and then, uh, it will be a huge impact to the environment. And then maybe um, you, you, uh, you yourself can influence many people. Yeah, um, that's, uh, thank you so much, um, V and Shengyao for your kind um, words. Uh, I, I learned a lot from all of you as well in terms of um, the current understanding of what zero waste is on um, the level of awareness about climate change and the level of awareness of SDGs. And I'm very pleased um, to hear the level of thinking that you have on, on, this, on these topics. So I'm, I'm reassured that <laughs> the younger generation is, will do better than my generation. Um, I just wanted to kind of summarize a bit on how actually a zero waste lifestyle can help reduce food waste um, and what our roles as individuals are. So the first um, is to buy only what you need. The second is to compost your scraps. And the third is to raise your voice um, to tell businesses and governments that we want to be able to live a sustainable lifestyle. We want to be able to live this environmentally friendly way in a way that doesn't hurt our income, in a way that's affordable. So I think that's um, really important. And just to say that zero waste, um, I hope that you don't take away from this that zero waste is um, a way of living of the wealthy. It is actually a way of living of the poor and the indigenous communities. They have to live with less waste. It's us, the, the middle income and above, that introduce plastic into the system, that introduce convenience because we're too busy with our jobs. If we stop and, and, and think about the ori origins of their waste in, in a way that's more holistic rather than just rather than just the consumption aspect, I think we can we can live a zero waste lifestyle that is that is affordable um, if we provide the access uh, for everyone to do so. Right. Um, as for me, I feel really lucky to be part of this discussion. It has been very insightful topic and especially that some of the myths and also misunderstandings that we used to have, like the typical question of what zero waste is, got to be cleared up in my mind as well. 
and also hearing the real experience of Miss Elena, like how you really live uh, practically through a zero waste lifestyle, right? So for me, I would say that we are all really privileged to be living in this era whereby there's abundance of resources and accessibility to it, not only on the internet, but like tangible physical products as well. But what comes behind of it, it's a lot of um, underlying consequences if actions are not being taken care of, right? And uh, we might not be the ones who is going to suffer, but like the future generations and how about like the environment and the climate too. So what I would say um, to conclude um, my experience in this conversation is that to be more aware and observant as a, as a consumer myself and to really distinct out what is the need and what is the want and to hold up to zero waste lifestyle um, as closely as possible within the capacity that we have. Right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your in everyone's insightful session. It was really impactful to me as well. Especially, like the same as Joey, I'm really grateful to be like directly involved in this podcast, and I'm really inspired with everyone's answer, especially what Miss Elena sharing about her lifestyle as a zero waste advocate. And actually, honestly, I I do I'm really <laughs> inspired about the lifestyle, about like how everything like yeah everything can be done like not like maybe like not entirely zero waste but like yeah small things can uh, can start with small things and eventually it can become big and of course i'm not gonna lie if i have to respond to the third statement as well it will be very hard for me to implement the zero lifestyle uh in my daily routines but yeah hopefully i can make change and i, I know it's very hard to create a habit but um uh, something must start somewhere. So maybe, yeah, I think we can create awareness as well to everyone here, especially for everyone that's going to hear this podcast. So yeah, I hope that everyone here also as be as inspired as me. And yeah, I think that is all for the podcast. Uh, thank you everyone. So uh, for anyone hearing this, uh, do follow our Spotify channel again, Walkie Talkie by Isaac and Sunway to hear about podcasts like this. And I hope everyone enjoyed the session today. And yeah, once again, thank you.